Welcome to the Money Hour with Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Well, welcome to the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 23rd, and my holiday show. A little bit of jingle bells going on there. I'm your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one show and one week at a time. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And in spirit of the holidays, today's show is to say thank you to Mama's Hands and House of Hope for everything that they do to help those in need right here in our Seattle area. Mama's Hand feeds the homeless and the House of Hope shelters them. Their mission is to help those in crisis regain their self-respect and help them become productive members of society. Today's show touches my heart and I'm just very thrilled to be able to share them and to say thanks again for them. More information, please call the show at one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. And no different than any other show, I'm going to start out with a little money chat today. Money. Money. thought since this is a money show, I talk about how to save money so that you can have more money, have a better quality of life for you and your family. And what a better way to do that than budgeting. So this is my Christmas gift to you, talking about budgeting tips. Even if you you didn't storm the shelves at 3 a.m. on Black Friday or go crazy over Cyber, Cyber Monday, there's always a good chance that you may have overspent during the holiday season. So if you are fretting about your finances, there's a few things that you can do to remedy that wallet. First, make some returns. It may be tough to do that, but it's time to take a hard look at the purchases that you made. Did you buy gifts for others, splurge on yourself? A lot of times I know it's it's hard not to. If you intentionally made purchases for your loved ones, you will probably be safe holding on to those. Uh, any chances that you're budgeting um, over if you were over what your budget is, but if you're spontaneously spending on things that you may not need because they were not on sale, consider returning those extras and put money back in the bank. Also, save uh, what you bought for future. Just because you bought for your children tons of toys doesn't mean that they need them all right now, and I'm sure it might be okay to save a couple of those for maybe upcoming holidays, their birthday, and other things that come up. Um, So that's another way. Uh, cut cost elf- elsewhere. If there's overspent and you're feeling stressed, you may have to make some sacrifices to get back on track. That means it's time to scale back on the extras. It's time to budget and set yourself up for great success for 2018. Spending less than spending less than you make is often cited as most important personal financial goal. It helps to get out of debt, save for emergencies, and stretch your money as far as you possibly can so that you can enjoy a little bit in your retirement years. It's the primary habit that enables you to achieve some level of financial freedom. Now, in if you can also be really it can be difficult to accomplish this In recent Federal Reserve Board study, only 53% of respondents indicate that they can cover emergency expenses costing just a small $400 without selling something or borrowing money. In some cases, it's lack, lack of income that creates the financial strain. In many other cases, though, however, the problem could be overspending. If you have overspent during the holidays, here are some tips that can get you back on track for the new year. First, 
understand the goal. The goal of the bu- a budget is not to track money every dime that you spend. That's certainly one way of budgeting, but it's not the goal. In fact, you can know where all of your money is going and still not have an effective budget. The goal of a budget is to help you control your spending so that you can spend less than you make and focus your spending on what matters most. However, if you choose to budget, it should meet this goal. It doesn't have to be a wrong or right place, but actually budgeting and having something that you know that you want to buy in the future is really important. So always having something that you want to purchase helps you to enable set that to set that budget and that goal in place. Now, second is to track spending for a week. While not the goal of budgeting, tracking every dime that you spent for the short-term period of the time may be eye-opening. It will show you how spending even small amounts of money adds over time. It will also reveal areas of spending that otherwise go unnoticed. Ideally, you should track your spending for a full month, but even tracking for a week can provide valuable information about your spending patterns. Next, use the three-category budget. Given the goal of budgeting, most people do not need to track every dime that they spent again. For example, knowing how much you spend on gasoline may be interesting, but it doesn't change the behavior or the point of the expense that you have because some expenses they're going to be tracking what you're paying for a mortgage. That's an expense that you're going to have regardless. But most people overspend in just a few categories. So it actually makes it a lot easier for you to budget. Common examples, including eating out, buying clothes, uh, buying gadgets, entertainment. These are all areas that if you actually monitor and track, then you're going to spend less money. So budget is easy to implement and can have a significant effect on your finances, financing. Next, it may seem obvious, but not as easy. Save first. So if you can do the most important thing first, makes sense, right? It's going to come first priority. So remember that the goal of budgeting is to spend less than you make, i.e. save a little bit of money. One of the best ways to do this is to save first. Rather than saving what is left over at the end of the month, save for the fir- save first and spend the rest. This strategy takes advantage of behavioral finance by getting money out of your checking account into a savings account. Sometimes just having it over in savings makes it feel like it doesn't exist, and that way you can keep it in your savings and, again, have a better quality of life. Also, try the 5-20-30 plan. Popularized by Senator Elizabeth Warren in her first book, All Your Worth. This approach is budgeting benefits from simplicity. With this plan, 50% of your income goes to necessities, 20% to long-term savings, and 30% to lifestyle choices. This plan can be a good starting point for you if you're struggling to decide just how much you should be spending in individual budget categories. And last use the right tools. There's a lot of right tools and technology budgeting apps out there. Find the one that works best for you. A lot of times it's a visual or a way that it is actually can be used that can be easy for you. But the importance is to find one and utilize it because it's going to help you be able to manage and monitor. Also, a lot of things are categorizing categorizing those those areas for you as well as tracking it in and uh, tracking it with your actual bank account. So again, this is my holiday gift to all of you. That's what the show is about. The money hour is about how to save money, make money, make the best financial decisions for you and your family. And I thought budgeting would be a good one. Coming up next on the Money Hour, he's someone's son, he's someone's brother, he's someone's father, he's somebody. Mama's Hands in the House of Hope right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. You may have 
noticed our community is experiencing a homeless crisis like never before. But what you might not know is that homeless families, especially mothers with children, are on the rise. They're one of the fastest growing groups right now. They are unsafe on the streets. And although they may not be visible, they are out there and they need our help. Mama's Hands is changing lives in our community through the House of Hope. It's a shelter for women and children in need. House of Hope provides not only support services, but a home-like environment for these families. After they graduate from the program, House of Hope staff continue to keep the families engaged and supported through a whole year-long aftercare program. I'm Kimberly Jackson, director at Mama's Hands. We would love to have you get more involved in helping homeless families and individuals in crisis in our community. Please visit our website at mamashands.org. That's M-A-M-M-A-S-H-A-N-D-S dot O-R-G, mamashands.org. Thank you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 23rd show, and the holiday special show. I bring into studio each week the best of best experts in our local market on everything money. I'm here to help you in today's economy. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day or listening to a rebroadcast, I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have in the show. Please call 1-855-411-50 or go online at themoneyhour.com. And in studio right now, Mama's Hands in the House of Hope, and I have a representative, Kimberly Jackson, an acting director of the House of the Hope. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining me in studio today. Thank you so much, Tina, for having us. It's an honor to be here. And I actually invite them in every year for my holiday show because right now is really the time to think about uh, less fortunate and people that don't have the lives that maybe some of you that are listening to the show do right now. And so I just really appreciate your time. And I'm just so excited to have you here for the entire show. And a little bit about uh, Mama's Hands and about Kimberly Jackson. Kimberly Jackson, again, is acting director of the House of Hope with more than 15 years of experience in social services. She has served as an executive director in several homeless shelters and transitional housing nonprofit organizations in the greater Seattle and Los Angeles, California areas. Kimberly worked with the homeless, has been previously recognized by the Seattle Mayor's Office and the King County Public Health Department. She also received awards on both the local and national levels for her efforts to end homelessness for women and children. In her free time, Kimberly enjoys spending time with her family, reading and collecting stamps in her passport. Well, I hope in your passport you get to go to a lot of amazing places. Yes, I have. Thank you. <laughs> hope to do more. Yes. So I, to start out, I'm the show is really bringing homeless families home for the holidays is the topic uh, that we chose for today. And I'd like to start out with, uh, can you share with my listeners a little bit about Mama's Hands? I'd love to. So Mama's Hands is a wonderful organization, nonprofit organization right here in our community um, that is doing life-changing work. Uh, Mama's Hands works with individuals and families in crisis, um, and uh, we have several programs that I know we're going to touch on a bit later. Perfect. And I know the story behind how the nonprofit organization was was founded was heartwarming, and I think it's a, a great place to start out our time together here to share that with my listeners. Yes. So Mama's Hands was actually founded by a private family, Denny and Leslie Hancock, in 1990. So it's been in operation for almost 30 years mm-hmm. now. 
Denny was a carpet layer by trade, and he happened to walk into a small diner in the Seattle area and had a chance encounter with a homeless father and his vision-impaired son. And that encounter really touched his heart um, and changed his life and changed the direction of the work that he would do for the rest of his life. And so wanting to find a way to really help the homeless, Mm -hmm. uh, Denny and Leslie converted one of his carpet trucks into a mobile kitchen. And they recruited family and friends and headed downtown to the streets of Seattle to serve a hot meal to those in need. Now, we have to remember, Tina, this is back in 1990, and the use of cell phones was very limited. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Denny also made available the use of his personal cell phone for individuals who wanted to connect with family and really wanted to have help getting off of the streets and becoming uh, self-sufficient again. Uh, And so over the years, that program, which still continues today, has sent nearly 1,500 men, women, and teenagers um, back home and reunited them with their families. Yeah. Um, So the phone home program was wonderful, and it was the inception of Mama's Hands. But Denny and Leslie were noticing that they were not seeing mothers with children on the streets. They knew Mm -hmm. they were there, but because of safety and security issues, they weren't visible. And they really wanted to find a way to reach out out and help these families in need. And so in 1994, they opened the doors to the House of Hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've been blessed to uh, um, spend time with both Leslie and Danny. And, and, you know, a, a story can actually be much longer when you have time to go through that story. And I just, you know, the, the idea of the, the um, financial stress that they were going through at the time with five young children and living with uh, parents and uh, for Denny to come home with this, uh, this idea to, you know, to give so much back to people when they needed so much to take care of their own family is just an amazing story. Um, and I encourage uh, as a listener to, to go uh, check out the story in detail in the videos um, on their website. How do they get to uh, the website for Mama's Hands and House of Hope? Yes, you would just visit www.mamashands.org. And Mama's uh, Hands has a unique spelling. So that's M-A-M-M-A-S dot O-R-G, mamashands.org. Perfect. And if you didn't have a pen to write that down, I'm sure you have the moneyara.com and we'll have the segment there and connections to uh, to get to uh, Mama's Hands in the House of Hope. So let's talk about the uh, the Seattle area here and how bad is uh, homelessness in Seattle? Tina, um, I'm sure as you know, the the situation in our community um, is one that is replicating across the country. Yes. There is a dire homelessness crisis here in the Seattle King County area. Um, In fact, Seattle is third um, in the country next Mm -hmm. to New York City and Los Angeles, California, for having the largest homeless population. Um, I've been in the field over 15 years, Mm -hmm. have worked with individuals, adults, and families, um, and have never seen the situation this bad. You can drive on I-5 now, and you see tents literally on the side of the freeway. Um, So it's a dire situation. there are a lot of great programs out there, but, you know, nonprofits are under-resourced and, um, and the need is so great that it's not, um, the need is not being met and families are falling through the cracks. So if, if you were to talk about the fastest growing segment in the homeless population, what would that be, Kimberly? Absolutely. So on any given night uh, in our community, there are nearly 11,000 uh, homeless individuals and families sleeping right on the streets. Um, it's, it's, common for us to think when we think of the homeless population of, you know, a man flying that that sign saying yeah. we'll work, you know, uh, we'll work for food at the end of the freeway ramp. But in fact, the fastest growing population 
is families, young families. And on any given night in our community, there are nearly 40% of families with children under the age of five who are sleeping on the streets. Yeah, and I, you know, on that note too, Kimberly, because I think um, uh, unless people are in and doing the work that you're doing, um, the understanding or the the why behind people end up on the street, mm-hmm. I, I think could use a little bit of education as well. So can you share, I mean, what are the reasons um, that you see people end up on the street? Right. There are a variety of reasons that people become homeless, um, in particular with families mm-hmm. and especially women and children. The leading cause of homelessness is domestic violence. Yeah. Um, there are other issues, you know, divorce, job loss, um, uh drug and alcohol abuse. Um, Sometimes there are significant mental health issues. Um, But again, for families, domestic violence um, is what we're seeing as the prevalent cause of homelessness. So if you're listening right now and you can imagine not only being on the street, but the why behind you're on the street because of such a traumatic thing that's happened to you just compounds that that pain and that stress um, that they're that they're going through. So how does Mama's Hands help those in need in our community? Right. Well, Mama's Hands is truly doing life changing work. Um, and we have two programs. The first program is the phone home program that we uh-huh. spoke about a little bit yeah. earlier. Um, that continues every Wednesday night. Uh, Denny takes the Mama's Hands bus downtown to 4th and Yesler, and they feed the homeless um, and help reunite them with their family across the country. Uh Um, But the primary program of Mama's Hands is the House of Hope. And the House of Hope is an emergency shelter for women and children in crisis. Mm-hmm. We're nestled in the, um, the foothills of the Cascade Mountains um, in a beautiful setting, very therapeutic healing mm-hmm. setting. Um, and we serve families there um, through a variety of means. Yeah. And, and I've had the privilege and the pleasure to uh, go visit out at the, uh, the transitional housing. And yes, they're, they're beautiful. And I, I, it's just a, a amazing. And even the, the setup at the homes and how it's really set up for mm-hmm. that community. Um, which is a big part of the transitional is to really um, embrace the fact that they are not alone, but they're surrounded around other women and their children as well that are going through the exact same thing. And so that strength of a community um, supported by the financial support um, that needs to to take place, which is what the House of Hope uh, does. And, you know, the Phone for a Home uh, program, I've, I've got to say this, too, because um, it's just, you know, again, listening to the, the founders, Denny and, and Leslie, uh, the guy just wanted to, to borrow his phone and giving his phone out on the street to this homeless man and then seeing the ability that this man actually was able to connect with family. And because of that connection, and that's what it's about, is just now it's the encouragement to, hey, call home to where they can get reconnected with their families. And during the holiday, what a better time for families to be able to open up their hearts <laughs> and to really have some forgiveness that may need to be there because of what they're, you know, they're experiencing That's right. And oftentimes, um, if someone has been on the streets for a Uh long period of time, um, embarrassment, shame, guilt uh, sets in. And Mm. that prevents people from reaching out to those loved ones who would want to help if only given the chance. Yes. So, Kimberly, a little bit more about the House of Hope. Yes. So uh, so the House of Hope uh, consists of three homes. We're on 15 acres of property, again, out in the, in the, you know, the foothills of our community. Um, we serve women with children um, from a variety of backgrounds. Uh, domestic violence uh, affects about 80% of the families that we serve. Uh-huh. Um, and so when families come into the program, we immediately wrap our arms around them with love and with compassion 
and care. And then we start equipping them with the tools that are needed to help them get back on their feet again. Yeah. Um, every family receives their own private bedroom and typically a private bath. And then they share uh, the communal spaces of the home together. Yeah. Uh, we serve seven to 10 families at a time. Yeah. And um, it's just wonderful to be able to sit in my office and hear the pitter patter of the little feet running down yeah. the halls and smell, you know, this time of year, especially the moms working together, baking cookies. And uh-huh. um, it really functions as a home. So how do the women find out about the shelter and the services that you provide at the House of Hope? We work with about 60 to 80 other social service providers throughout our community. Um, one of our primary ways of receiving referrals is through 211 or the community information line. Um, we work with other shelters and day centers for mothers and children in the community, um, hospital social workers, uh-huh. pastors. And the families themselves uh, can also self-refer to the program by accessing our website. Okay. And so right now, how many families are you serving? Um, So right now we have uh, several families uh, Uh because we just had last month four families graduate the program into their own home. But but typically we serve um, between seven to ten families. On average, there are usually eight or nine families in the program. Okay. So uh, before we go to commercial, I want to ask uh, one more uh, one more question here for you. I feel that uh, to be a mom is a gift, and uh, to give to be able to guide and shape the life of your children um, is a true gift. But sometimes tragedy happens, and it makes it unable to for you to be able to share that gift or feel that you can unless you have that support. And with the House of Hope, you're providing all types of resources that they need to realize that they and to allow them to grow in and to be able to give that gift to their children. And, you know, what a blessing. Um, what things are you seeing that is making making the biggest impact on those mothers to really um, to help them create that space for them and their children? Right. Uh, that's so important, as you said. I think the, the most important thing that the House of Hope does for women and children is it provides a safe, loving, compassionate yeah. home environment um, for them to be able to get off of the streets, get out of very dangerous and abusive situations, uh-huh. um, and just to be able to take a breath, um, to relax, sometimes for the first time in years, yeah. um, knowing that they're secure, that they don't have to go to bed at night locking their doors or worried that the children are witnessing violence. And so the environment um, is one of the key parts of House of Hope. Yeah. Um, we have many services, uh, and so when the families come into the program, they work with a professional case manager who they meet with uh weekly um, to help them apply for housing, Mm -hmm. to connect them with domestic violence support services, um, and then really to work on the goals that the moms set for themselves, whether it be getting into counseling, attending support groups. Um, Many of the women uh, are very interested in going back into the workforce if Mm -hmm. they've been displaced homemakers or increasing their ability to do that through continuing education. So um, we really try to provide wraparound services that address all of the needs and goals that the family has for themselves. Yeah, where you can kind of tailor uh, specific to what uh, that mother's need is. That's right. Yeah. So coming up next in the Money Hour, for every child a home, for every mother hope. Uh, Mama's Hands in the House of Hope. I'm going to continue my conversation uh, with Kimberly right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. You may have 
have noticed, our community is experiencing a homeless crisis like never before. But what you might not know is that homeless families, especially mothers with children, are on the rise. They're one of the fastest growing groups right now. They are unsafe on the streets. And although they may not be visible, they are out there and they need our help. Mama's Hands is changing lives in our community through the House of Hope. It's a shelter for women and children in need. House of Hope provides not only support services, but a home-like environment for these families. After they graduate from the program, House of Hope staff continue to keep the families engaged and supported through a whole year-long aftercare program. I'm Kimberly Jackson, director at Mama's Hands. We would love to have you get more involved in helping homeless families and individuals in crisis in our community. Please visit our website at mamashands.org. That's M-A-M-M-A-S-H-A-N-D-S dot O-R-G, mamashands.org. Thank you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Here comes Santa, here comes Santa, around down Santa Claus Lane. Blitzen, blitzen, a little Elvis for the holiday show. Welcome back to the Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert Tina Mitchell, right here at eleven fifty AM KKNW, the Saturday, December third, twenty the December twenty third show and the holiday show. Each week I share expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebrand cast, but you can call the show at one eight five five four hundred eleven fifty or go online at themoneyhour.com and continued conversation with Kimberly Jackson. We're talking about um, the House of Hope and Mama's Hands. And in spirit of the uh, the holiday, Kimberly, thank you again for being here with me today. Thank you for having us. Um, so we're still kind of talking about the House of Hope and uh, going back on that and uh, talking a little bit about what makes the House of Hope different from other shelters out there for homeless women. Well, there are several sh- family shelters in our community and they're doing a, a terrific job. But Oftentimes, uh, due to need, families are not able to stay in the shelter during the day. And so you line up in the evening um, and are allowed in at 6 p.m. to sleep overnight, typically mats on the floor. And then you have to be out usually by 6 a.m. in the morning. And so, again, those type of shelters are filling a tremendous need in our community. But the House of Hope was designed with the vision that it would be really a home-like environment for women and children. Um, There are three homes on the property, um, and each home functions um, together with the the other homes. Mm -hmm. The women share the living area, the kitchen, the dining area, playroom together. Um, You'll see moms cooking and and having a communal meal, and and, uh, just the fact that um, it's not an institutionalized program. Yes. I really think makes uh, such a tremendous difference. Um, the setting as well is a very mm. caring, compassionate healing setting. Yes. Um, we have professional staff, and then we work with wonderful providers in the community um, who help with counseling and, and other things that are needed. Um, I think another thing that really makes House of Hope so special is mm-hmm. the fact that we can work with families um, on an independent one-on-one basis and really structure their care plan yeah. around their goals and what's best for that family. Um, 
because we're small, you know, we, we yes. have a lot of ability to do that. Yeah. Um, and that means anything from kind of helping the family structure what their day-to-day would look like to extending their length of stay if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, you know, uh, a transitional program can last, you know, anywhere 6 to 24 months. Emergency shelter is usually 30 to 120 days. Mm-hmm. And so um, for some families, they certainly can come in and with the proper support in a few months, be back on their feet. For most of the women and children that we serve, um, they're there much longer. We're able to really help address those um, those tragedies and those barriers that have put them in the sure. position they're in. Um, we work with families, of course, who've experienced domestic violence. Um, we work with families who come right out of treatment. Uh, mm-hmm. And we are able to kind of day by day assess you know, their progress and how yes. they're doing. Um, and we never want anyone to be uh, asked to, to leave before mm-hmm. they're ready. As long as the families are doing what they need to do and following the program, um, we can uh, work with them. Some families, again, are there four months, six months. We've had families there a year or longer. Yeah. And so we really, truly strive to make sure that the House of Hope is the last transitional stay for these women and children, mm-hmm. and that when they leave our doors, they're leaving into their own home again, yeah. equipped with the tools and skills, you know, to be self-sufficient and happy and healthy, productive members of, of our society and our yeah. community. Yeah. And I uh, mentioned before, and you'd mentioned as well, the community piece of it is is so important. I mean, you know, they're all eating together and cooking together. And um, when when you uh, see the homes and just the step up as well to get them excited with house one and house two and mm-hmm. house three of the mm-hmm. step up. And I know that you've had people that have actually um, uh, moved into employment with the organization as well, which is... Uh, which is really amazing. Yes. Yeah. So, Kimberly, where does your funding come from? So, House of Hope... Because I know it's a <laughs> lot of money uh, to do that. It is. It's more uh, more than, you know, half a million a year yes. to, to operate the program. Um, our funding comes from generous uh, contributors in the community. We are entirely privately funded right now. Uh-huh. Um, and so, it's through uh, the gen- generosity of individuals, um, businesses, um other other uh, sources in the community. Certainly, mm-hmm. the faith community has yes. been a big support. Um, and then we uh, have a, a wonderful special event that yep. takes place in in the springtime. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we just had our annual. 27th fundraiser last May, and that's a dinner and auction, uh-huh. um, and all the proceeds benefit the families at the House of Hope. Yeah, and so if somebody's listening and uh, in the holiday spirit, really giving back and giving back for for a good cause, how where do they go to uh, to do that? Do they just go to your website or? Wonderful. Um, so yes, absolutely. They could visit uh, mamashands.org uh-huh. um, and there are ways to contribute through, uh, you know, credit card, through PayPal. Um, and there's also the uh, the post office box if they wanted to send in right. a contribution. Um, it's always a struggle, a bit of a struggle, you know, mm-hmm. with, as with any nonprofit. Um, but uh, contributors can be sure that um, their generous donation is going directly mm-hmm. to women and mm-hmm. children right in our backyards. Um, and it's changing lives. 
And what if they have items that, if clothing, um, is that something that you uh, you accept those donations as well? Definitely. Uh-huh. Um, we can always use in-kind donations. Uh, winter clothes is a big need mm-hmm. right now. Um, school supplies in the fall, yeah. uh, toys, educational items such as books, et cetera. Um, we would love those. So. Okay. All right. So can you share a success story? Everybody loves stories and especially success stories because there are uh, there are so many of them. You know, there are, the House of Hope has served hundreds of mothers and children over the years, but I'd like to share a story with you um, of a recent graduate of the program. And okay. um, and I do think it's important to say that I have her permission to share her of story. Um, and so uh, it's a young woman. Her name is Mary. Um, she came to the House of Hope in the spring mm-hmm. um, as a result of a terrible, horrific tragedy that she had experienced in her life. Mary and her husband were happy family, living the American dream, doing well. Um, They had two children, a a young infant daughter um, and a toddler son. Um, And then Mary's husband unexpectedly passed away. And three months later, her infant daughter passed away. And Mary found herself overcome with grief, Mm -hmm. um, didn't know where to turn, um, and ended up, uh, you know, getting into um, t- into some some drug use, sure. um, just unable to cope. Mm-hmm. Uh, her parents were able to take her toddler son and um, and encouraged her to get some help, and she did. You know, she she reached out and entered a wonderful treatment program, um, and uh, and that's when she came to the House of Hope. She met a resident in the program in her treatment program who mm-hmm. said, "Have you ever heard of Mama's Hands?" I think they can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she reached out to us, and she entered the uh, the program in the spring of this past year uh-huh. with um, with her um, new infant daughter. Um, and they were in the so program. Now she has two children. That's right. Awesome. That's right. Yeah. Um, and they were in the program for a little over six months. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost brings me to tears because yeah. when I think of the purpose of the House of Hope. Um, I think of inspirational families like Mary. And when she came through our doors, um, she was new into her recovery. Um, She was a little um, frightened about parenting an infant again, having lost an infant. Um, And we were just able to wrap her arms around her and um, let her know she was in a safe place and that she was loved and that we were there for her and her daughter. Um, She really hit the ground running, Tina. Um, Mm -hmm. She defines that, you know, that phrase. Um, She uh, submitted housing applications. Mm -hmm. She attended parenting classes. uh, She enrolled in college full time. And uh, after just about six months with us, she graduated uh, last month into her own apartment. Um, She's in college full time still and on track to become an IT tech professional. Um, And we just had the pleasure of dropping off Christmas presents for her and her daughter this morning. In fact, they're doing well. Um, She's doing well in her recovery. And right before she left, we were able to celebrate her one year anniversary in recovery with her. So when I think of lives changed, at the House of Hope, I think of all the Marys that have come through the doors yeah. and all of the Marys that are still out there yeah. that need need the program. 
And what a, you know, I mean, just amazing what you guys are doing and the ability to, to be able to, uh, to be there and to help to support in six months. That's just um, crazy how quickly when you have the right environment. And I believe life poses tragedy so we can share our story of triumph on the other side. Yes. And that's what these, the gift that these women have. But you have to fight through your tragedies to make it to the other side. And sometimes being able to fight, you have to have, well, not sometimes, all the time, you've got to have some type of support there and a helping hand. Um, so Mama's Hands and the House of Hope, so beautiful. So we talked a little bit about financially, how to contribute um, to be able to donate um, items and in, in clothing and things like that is, is always helpful as well. Is there any other way to get involved in Mama's Hands or the House of Hope? Yes, really the back, backbone of, uh, of Mama's Hands and the House of Hope uh-huh. are our wonderful volunteers from the community. And yes. so um, that's a great need, particularly at the House of Hope. Um, we would love to have volunteers who would like to come on site and teach a life skills class, maybe a budgeting class or, um, you know, uh, how to interview, how to prepare job readiness support is very important. Um, Child care volunteers, as you can imagine, I guess. you know, we have a lot of mandatory programs that the women must attend parenting class, life skills classes, mm-hmm. housing workshops, um, and to have a volunteer on site playing with the children, knowing that they're safe and happy, mm-hmm. really uh, allows the, the mom to not worry and to be fully engaged in the programs that they need to complete yeah. with us. So those are some of our needs, but we love our volunteers yes. and we're always looking um, for others. So if if your listeners are interested, um, please you know visit mamashands.org to find out. Uh, how to get more involved. And, and thank you, Kimberly, for that. And I've, um, you know, a little bit on a side note, but I, I think, you know, we can all share by sharing our own um, changes that we've had in life when we've experienced something. And I can say as your host of the show that the reason that Mama's Hands House of Hope is here is because they were the change for me. And really, it was my first opportunity and shared uh, Kimberly before we uh, went on air here um, that my first I do a lot of work with the homeless community. I'm, I um, uh, do a lot of work with um, uh, transitional housing. I paint nails. I cook for 60 women at my house the last Monday of every month and I go and serve them uh, in Everett. I do keynotes and, you know, spend more one-on-one and quality time uh, with the women. But it all started from the opportunity that I had with the House of Hope asking to, to be able to come in. And so when you're able to give back and be a small part of that support and to really experience that environment, um, it, it's life-changing. And so I, you know, I just encourage you that if you have not had that blessing yourself to be able to give back on that level. And it's more than, you know, money. And I I think more of the support and being there and being able to share whatever gift that you have, because we all have them, um, and really come from a place of heart and a place from passion, um, it'll change everything for you. So um, thank you uh, so much for that, that offer, Kimberly. You're, you're so right, Tina. And just echoing your words, um, we at, have the women get involved and they do service and give back in the community yes. as well. Because when you're giving service, when you're volunteering, um, you're helping others. But 
it's life changing for you. Yes. And so uh, this past October, we were able to go help, you know, with a trick or treating event at a Uh senior center. Um, The families voted to adopt two families in the uh, in the community for Christmas this year. And they also um, are getting to see the role modeling of the volunteers who come in and experience the blessings and the joy of giving back themselves. That's so great. So it kind of takes off of the stress that they're going through when they're actually able to help someone else at the same time. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to take us to another break, but we're going to come back. So stay tuned. I'm still having my uh, continue my conversation with Kimberly Jackson from Mama's Hands in the House of Hope, a hope filled home. There is hope in every individual Mama's Hands in the House of Hope right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. noticed our community is experiencing a homeless crisis like never before. But what you might not know is that homeless families, especially mothers with children, are on the rise. They're one of the fastest growing groups right now. They are unsafe on the streets. And although they may not be visible, they are out there and they need our help. Mama's Hands is changing lives in our community through the House of Hope. It's a shelter for women and children in need. House of Hope provides not only support services, but a home-like environment for these families. After they graduate from the program, House of Hope staff continue to keep the families engaged and supported through a whole year-long aftercare program. I'm Kimberly Jackson, director at Mama's Hands. We would love to have you get more involved in helping homeless families and individuals in crisis in our community. Please visit our website at mamashands.org. That's M-A-M-M-A-S-H-A-N-D-S dot O-R-G, mamashands.org. Thank you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. I can't help but smile, Linus and Lucy. This is You're the Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 23rd, and obviously a little holiday special uh, show for you. I'm dedicated to my listeners, providing you with tools needed to make informed decisions on matters that affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 41150 or go online at com. Again, that's one 855 or online at com. And the entire show today, normally I have three guests in studio, but today is all about Mama's Hands in the House of Hope and very um, privileged to have Kimberly Jackson here to represent uh, Mama's Hands in the House of Hope. So Kimberly, thank you for hanging out for the entire show with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And so we talked, we had a little bit of a story that you shared of success. And so um, uh, I know you've got a couple more stories. So if you could share one more with my listeners, I'd appreciate that. Oh, I'd love to. So um, I'd like to share a story this time uh, about a young woman who actually graduated our program just about 10 years ago. Okay. um, Because it's just a wonderful, inspirational story um, of how being at the House of Hope for a short period of time really um, helps set the the journey and the yes. stepping stones and um, the you know the path for yes. success um, for so many families in our community. Um, so this young woman, um, I'll use a, a pseudonym by the name of Sarah, um, came to the House of Hope in two thousand. 
four. And uh, she came as a result of severe, horrific domestic violence um, with two young children and uh, pregnant, scared, 20 years old, um, not allowed or able to be in contact with any family members because um, her husband was looking for her um, and came out to a part of the community um, that she didn't no, wasn't familiar with having come, you know, right from from the Seattle area. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she came in to the program, I remember sitting down with her um, for our first counseling session, and she just cried and she said, "I don't know what to do. I don't know that I can keep my kids with me. Um, I'm scared. Are you guys going to be able to help me?" And just to be able to reach across the desk and, you know, hold her hand mm-hmm. and let her know. We're here for you. We're here for the kids. You're safe now. And yeah. we're going to do this and we're going to do this together. And we did. Yeah. Um, she was in the program just about a year. Um, she was able to go back to school. Uh, she was able to gain a successful employment mm-hmm. in, um, in the customer service field. We helped her children uh, get into preschool and into daycare. And most importantly, we connected her with counseling and domestic violence support services um, so she could get help for some of the the trauma and the PTSD that she was experiencing that was really kind of holding her back. Um, Time came, and uh, as it does, you know, with all pregnancies, she was Uh ready to deliver. And I can remember, even though it's so many years later, driving her to the hospital, you know, and, and getting her settled in her room mm-hmm. and then saying, you know, goodbye, I'll come, you know, I'll, I'll come back and I wish you good luck and, you know, and, and I'll come back and pick you up and let uh-huh. me know how things go. Um, and she reached out and she grabbed my hand and she had tears in her eyes and she said, Kimberly, aren't you going to stay with me? Wow. And I said, of course I am. And I did. And mm-hmm. I had the privilege of being her birthing coach. And that was wow. a, a wonderful new experience for me, too. Um, she graduated into permanent housing. Fast forward a decade later, mm-hmm. she was the keynote speaker at our fundraiser last year. Oh my She's gosh. now married to a wonderful man. They have a blended family of six children. Um, she's doing phenomenally well. Um, and she credits her success yeah. generously to the House of Hope. Of course she um, does. Yeah, And to yeah. be able to, um, to see her all these years later doing well, to know that the child that I you know, helped deliver... Yes. Um, was able to avoid a similar path in life yeah. that her mom had experienced. Um, nothing can bring you greater joy. Yeah, and I, you, you know, what, what an, uh, again, I, I use the word gift and, and not loosely because it's, it's such a precious word. But if not for that, she would not have that gift. And without that gift, she really wouldn't be able to connect on the same level that she could. She really wouldn't be able to make the same level of impact to that audience if not for that. So um, it's it's just a beautiful beautifulness how tragedy can turn into that and bring so much hope and so much um, support for others. So with the limited space that you have, because every mother and their children having their own room, how do you decide and determine who is going to be be able to get into the program? Because I'm sure that there are so many deserving women out there, but there's just not enough resources and enough rooms and beds to support them all. That's right. And we wish that we could bring in absolutely every family who um, 
who is in need. Um, but we do have limited space. We serve up to 10 families at any given time. And so we have a really thorough intake process. It starts uh, by applying uh, online. There's an online uh, application that uh-huh. um, residents submit. Um, from there, we have a telephone screening process where we okay. have a chance to, you know, to interview them and to talk and see what their barriers are. Um most importantly, see if they're um, able and willing to participate in a fairly comprehensive program of uh-huh. services. Um, you know, it's a wonderful place, but it's not a place to come and sit and do nothing. Yes. Um, it's a place to come and take advantage of every opportunity um, and work hard and get back on your feet. And so um, after the telephone screening, the the final step is an in-person interview. And okay. so we invite the family to come out to take a tour of the homes to meet the staff and meet some of the other families. Um, and I think that's a really key piece, Tina, mm-hmm. Tina because um, while we're making a decision um, whether we can serve the family, um, they are making a life-changing decision and oh, being scared, point. going yeah. through trauma, coming somewhere that you you don't know anyone or anything mm-hmm. um, can be terrifying. And so they have that chance to tour and to hopefully put their mind at ease and make sure that it's also a good fit for them. Yeah. So let's go back to uh, Mama's Hands. Again, Mama's Hands feeds the homeless and the House of Hope shelters them. So it's the same organization, but serving two different critical uh, areas. And what does it mean to Mama's Hands team to be able to bring families home during the holidays? And how, how is that connection happening? <laughs> You're going to you're going to put me into I know it's a tearful <laughs> show. How could it not? I mean, it just how could that not t- not touch someone's heart and touch home for everybody? Especially this time of year when we think of a family and, and, and festivity and and faith and celebrating. It's we hear the 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 song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. But yeah. for many, mm. many people, it's it's a terrible time of year. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to send someone home um, from the streets by Greyhound to their families um, where they can get support, where they can come out of homelessness, um, really it's nothing short of a miracle. Yeah. And the Phone Home Program is the only program of its kind um, in our community that provides travelers assistance to the homeless. So we're, you know, we're not putting them in tents, and I understand yeah. the, the, the need for sure, that, but sure. um, but we are sending them back to families where they want to be, where they have support on the other end to mm-hmm. become self-sufficient again, um, and uh, where it's initiated by them. Yeah. Um, I firmly believe that the Phone Home Program is a solution to the homelessness crisis in our community yes. for homeless adults, and it's a solution that works. So... Um, Not a visualization because we're obviously in studio here and our listeners are listening on podcasts or listening on the radio, but um, take us out and down to the street and Mm -hmm. on that phone home and Mm -hmm. and how they're taking advantage of that Mm -hmm. and then making it on the Greyhound bus. Are they literally just connecting with that that family for the after a long period of time or how does that look? Right. So um, so every Wednesday night, uh, the Mama's Hands bus is downtown mm-hmm. with different groups of volunteers and they're serving um, a meal and they're making, you know, the use of phones available. Mm-hmm. Um, not as many individuals are turning out as in years past, um, you know, because cell phones are readily available and because 
in my opinion, unfortunately, people are seeing um, you know, the tent cities as a solution. Um, but for those individuals that really want um, help and really want change, they turn up. There's a line to use the phones every yeah. every week. Wow. And um, for many of them, it is the first time that they're connecting with family, um, some for more than 30 years that they've gone, um, and the shame and the guilt has kept them from reaching out. Um, and so it's not always instant. You know, oftentimes we'll see the same individuals week mm-hmm. after week coming back, um, talking, you know, receiving a little um, support through our street outreach team. Um, and then encouraging them to make that call, helping them realize that people make mistakes. Uh, yeah. and, but it is through tragedy that triumph occurs. Yes. And uh, and it's not a weakness if you can reach out and say, hey, I need a hand up right now. And the families are so overjoyed to hear from yeah. their missing family member. Wow. Um, and so then if they can, you know, again, you know, speak with Denny and, and mm-hmm. the team and confirm support on the other end, because what we don't want to do is uh, send someone who's homeless here uh-huh. to become homeless in another city. I got it. Um, and so, but as long as there's that support, family support on the other end, um, then we uh, help, you know, pay their their way home by Greyhound bus. So it's, you've got the community set up for the transitional housing with the mother and their children and where they have the support of each other that are going through that home, that same thing, as well as the support of the people like yourself that are are there. But then you've got that duplicated in a different way on the street because what you've done is built a little community of people on the street that can support and encourage them to actually pick up the phone and make that call. Yes. Um, what in a you know what an amazing thing. And I actually need to start joining you on Wednesday night because I have never I've never been able to experience that before. And I'm just sitting here, you know, thinking why have I not asked to go do that. Uh, you know, we would love to have you. You got room? You we got room do. For we me? do. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to hold you. It's on air now. So, <laughs> so we've got just a few minutes uh, left, Kimberly, before wrapping up the show. Uh, what else would you like to bring uh, to my listeners? I would just encourage people to reach out and get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that uh, the face of homelessness can often be depicted um, by what we're seeing at the end of a freeway ramp or out in front of a store or um, or downtown Seattle, but really the face of homelessness um, are mothers pushing strollers yeah. with, with, with infants and children who are going um, hungry every night. That should yeah. not happen yeah. here. That should not happen. Um, children who come to the shelter and... Um, and they come and tell me, my feet hurt, Miss Kimberly, my feet hurt. And I look um, and they're wearing shoes that are three sizes too small, almost to the point, you know, that it, it is incredibly painful. So yeah. I would just love your listeners to know that they can get involved. They can make a difference. Um, and we would love them to come out to the House of Hope, mm-hmm. meet some of the women and children that we serve, um, share your life experiences, yeah. you know, whether it be in computer skills or public speaking or uh, giving a manicure and a haircut so mm-hmm. a mom can feel confident at a job interview. Everyone has something to give. Um, and these families are in desperate need of, yeah. of your love and support. I think the last thing that I would um, like people to know is that the House of Hope is such a special place. Mm-hmm. Um, we have families there now whose children have never seen a Christmas tree until they came into the program this year. Wow. 
through the generosity of the community, um, we've been wrapping presents all week um, to make sure that these families and these children um, know the true meaning of Christmas and know that they're loved and cared about. They don't have to go to bed hungry. They don't have to sleep in a park bench um, at night. Uh, And uh, that the House of Hope and Mama's Hands um, is making a difference and that uh, we'd love your listeners to join and be a part of that. Well, thank you, Kimberly, so much. Thank you again for being here. Um, thank you for everything that you are uh, you are doing and the support that you're providing uh, for these women and for the um, for the men that are out on the street. And thank you for coming here and sharing your uh, your passion and uh, representing the House of Hope in Mama's hands. Tina, thank you so much for having me. Um, thank you for all that you're doing um, to uh, help the homeless and underserved in our community. And I'm going to hold you to that. And I'm going to see you on the Mama's Hands bus downtown yes. in the new year. Like, likewise. Thank you. Thank and you. this is your host and mortgage expert signing off for the day. Thank you for listening and being here for our special holiday edition. And I'll be here same time, same place next weekend, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.